millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's, there's no promises on any of these things. Do you remember the episode that we did um, on weird breakfasts and, yeah. and how to greet new people in Ireland? And remember we were talking about how um, I had that experience in Italy where someone put tea in my cereal. Yeah. So mixed mixed the the cereal with with tea, and I thought that was bloody weird. Um, yeah. Mark Marcus got in touch and he, he commented on under one of the episodes on Spotify. He says my wife is Italian and sometimes she eats cereals in coffee. It's actually good. Um, I could I could give it another try. Like as an adult, I was fourteen at the time, and basically uh-huh. anything that wasn't frosties was weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like so you make a pot, of, make a cup of coffee, and stick um some popo cup popo 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 pops popo pops. Yeah. It's it's the old yeah. friend version. <laughs> or maybe we could go very modern and stick in some granola or something like that. Granola, a bit, a bit, a bit. Yeah, a load of granola into a cup of coffee and crunch that down. <laughs> it seems like a good time saver, you know, because what do I do now? I have a coffee, then I have uh, some breakfast. But yep. what if you just like, what if we just went Same. extreme and just like got toast and just threw the toast into a load of coffee? But, well, no, like... see, ble- you need to blend all this now. If you want a real fat, like if you want it to be real quick, you need to get a blender, stick it all into the blender, down that. Yeah. Essentially, actually, coffee bread. I'm starting. We're we're creating. This is the basis of of the recipe of tiramisu. So maybe I should just have tiramisu for <laughs> for breakfast. For breakfast, cut <laughs> out the middle man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cake for breakfast sounds good to me. Thanks for that, Marcus, for for writing in and, and for suggesting that. <laughs> You've led to oh. a, less rest of my life having diabetes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have. Uh, just uh, for people listening on we have coming up on the 18th of september which is now the what we're recording this on the 7th of september and this will come out next monday and uh, the 18th of september we have a, a live show 
on in the black sheep so for anybody listening who's living in dublin i know a lot of people are listening globally and live in other countries and stuff like that but for maybe if you're anybody's in dublin it might be cool to come along to the live show it's good fun we have uh comedians we have well we've one queen comedian this time and we've got two musicians it's the first time that we'll have a set of two musicians in one night um so we have to see how that goes Ooh. hopefully they don't start fighting each other or something. yeah fighting yeah. for the sp- um but yeah it should be great fun for anybody who's around i'll stick a link to tickets um in the description of this episode but yeah it's good it's good crack it's a nice way to meet people as well um i would have appreciated something like that when i was living abroad uh, but yeah how are your shows shows going speaking of shows shows which show, which shows are these the shows your improv so for people improv. People, people might oh, not yeah. know that you're an improv specialist an improv guru guru, guru is it is that yes. what it says in my business card now uh yeah it's going good it's going very good uh i must get over to ireland and do a show actually there's some really good improv in mm-hmm. ireland and there's some really wonderful people in dublin actually um if, if anyone's i think um back in the day they used to have the tightrope uh, if you check out tightrope on facebook maybe that's still there or uh, yeah, I don't know the names of it, but yeah, yeah, no, it's going good. It's going good. It's um, it's complicated because we try and so there's like we we try and we've learned that if you if you promote uh, comedy events as improv, it often scares people. So we promote it as English comedy events, uh, and uh, <laughs> we get people like it. We get we get really good numbers and stuff like that. And we have a lot of returns, but um. People often come being like, we had no idea what you were doing. This was very strange, but it was very funny. Because <laughs> a lot of people just assume it's going to be stand-up comedy. Uh, but uh, it, we're not doing stand-up. It's something very different. But yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. That, it makes sense, though. And even from, from an improv point of view, like it's 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 perfect almost if people don't know what they're coming in for. Exactly. Like, yeah, sure. It makes no difference anyway. <laughs> So actually, this is quite interesting and it kind of links into the topic that I want to talk about today. So the, oh, the yeah. whole topic, like last month, we spoke about change, change in our lives, change in the world and how we deal with that as as people. I now wanted to talk about uncertainty. I wanted to talk about it because it's something that I realized over the last year that I, I thought I was actually really good with that sort of stuff. But mm. I really struggled with it, particularly in the last year of like not knowing what's coming down the line. You know, oh. not knowing where my future is going in some aspects of life. It's it's great. But I, I, I really struggled with it. And I felt impatient and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. But obviously, there's many aspects of uncertainty. Yeah. So in an improv show, you get mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Let's say how, how long is like a set? Uh, our longer ones are about 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Wow. OK, so you get up there minute one. And everything no. is uncertain. You literally, you don't know where you're going with it. No. There, yeah, no, that's the thing that you, you've, you've no, the whole, for those who might not know what improv, if, improv comedy is, it's uh, improvised. So you go up without any uh, script or any pre-prepared material and you um, create, you, you come up with an idea of what you want to create. Um, so like we often, so the group I'm with are called Supercut um and we do uh movie genres so we'll go up and we'll get a style of film and then we get a title of a movie and then we'll make that movie uh like in 45 minutes or whatever it is so, so people, from, from people set, give, from... give you those those titles so i'll, I'll make up a movie title like i'll go um 
like a, a, attack of the dying trees is the yeah. name of the movie yeah and then we'll do a full movie on on uh well you know 45 minutes improvised movie on that attack uh, of the dying we'll trees and the genre is um like how would you describe the barbie genre oh that's a good question what is the barbie genre um pop glossy uh, glossy yeah but it's a bit more than that it's well written isn't it so like yeah well i know it's very it, it's probably the, the most popular movie of the year so i suppose pop culture glossy pop that's a that's a good one all right <laughs> let's go with glossy pop uh attack of the dying trees <laughs> uh, <laughs> that'd be an interesting one <laughs> anyway the point being that you then with your colleagues your your mates you would then your team i don't know how you call yourselves uh you improvise the rest of that. Yeah. Which seems quite terrifying. That's grand. That's grand. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, it can it it is, it is you like it's it's it, it, it there's a moment every every time you do a show where you either you, you stand on either side of like there's you're on the you're on there's a line on the on the ground and you step to one side and it's a complete abyss and you have fucking nowhere to go. Or you make it, or you make a simple choice, and it leads down a full path of of a mad story that you can take. But the, there is that first moment where you're like your mind, your brain is blank, and you've no, there's literally no idea what's going to happen next until something happens, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, we 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 have a a, a parachute now that we can glide down to to uh, to the end of this story. But you told me before, uh, I can't remember at what point you said this. You said that. Sometimes it starts if a really you have a really good show and every everything goes really well for you guys, it starts clicking. Yeah. And I think for me, you've put yourself up on a stage, there's people watching, you're expected to perform, they're expecting something from you. Uh-huh. And I imagine that your focus just goes like you forget about the fact that you forgot to buy milk on the way home. You forget about everything else <laughs> and that you yeah. go 150 million percent into that like zone. That moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it starts clicking, it starts flowing and you're nowhere else but there. And <clears throat> I imagine that that's a, a beautiful feeling. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's not well like um, that's a good description. It, it Ironically, a strange thing is I was having... Um, a bit of an identity crisis when I first started doing this a good bit ago. Uh, like I was having anxiety issues and a bit of an identity crisis. And when I was doing shows, when I was on stage was when I felt my best at that time, because, mm. which is weird because you think it would be like, you would think it would be stress on stress, but it's actually because I had nothing, nowhere else to go. And I had, I was just completely in that moment or in, in that scene or whatever was happening. That you like you said you forget about the milk you forget about all the other issues and you're just doing that thing which is um uh really like freeing you feel you feel lighter afterwards yeah yeah you know that's that's really cool really cool but but then let's let's bring it to the bigger picture then so can people do that with general life can you take uncertainty and make it can you be is it possible to become comfortable with uncertainty do you think I don't know. And like with, with all of these things, I think there's a yin and a yang, right? So what, what would be the opposite of uncertainty? So like, like thinking of 
I always need to kind of refer back to my life to be able to kind of explain these things and think them through. But sure, if I was to think about, like I said, the last year I had um, not basically without going into too much detail, I had a, a project that was supposed to start and mm. then the start date for that became um, really uncertain. Let's put it that way. Um, a lot of money had gone into it, not my own money, but it had been funded by, um, you know, the government and stuff like that. And we were waiting around for a team and that's what was delaying it. But then it kept getting delayed and delayed. And I was also I was getting no certainty back. So mm-hmm. anytime I asked, it's like, sorry, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And then the longer this went on, because this went on for months and months and months, um, I became... I really started struggling when it's like, I need to know answers. I need to know answers. I need to know it because I felt like, you know, other people would say, you just got to wait. You just got to be patient. You just, it's going to come. It's going to start every, you know, but I really struggled with it. Now, thank, thank God I had this podcast because it, <laughs> honestly, a bit like maybe you had with the improv, it mm. kept me on the straight and narrow. It kept me mm. with a, and, I then fell in love with with doing it and it's it's just been amazing so sometimes I think even though and I've worked for myself maybe since I've been about 26 years old more or less I I went back at times to to work for a, a company but I've mostly kind of directed my own career by myself and um I wouldn't call myself an entrepreneur but I just what would you call yourself self-employed more more than anything else and so if you look at that a lot of people would say like my sister for example who's much more like works for a big company and much more certainty in her life would say that I live a life full of risk and uncertainty and I never know what's going on however I don't see it that way yeah this last year I really struggled with it and I think the opposite of what uncertainty is you just have to have a certain amount of faith in nothingness sometimes mm. it's like people will say faith in some people for some people be faith in god for some people it might be faith in, in the universe for some people irish people might be that we, we've gotten ah, it's grand it's gonna be grand mm. <laughs> attitude but that's really hard sometimes really hard when you're trying to think things through like thinking mm. and faith they're almost they don't. They just don't compute. And I, I'm really, when I say faith, I, mean, I really don't mean like religious faith. It can be any. It can just be faith, and it'll be okay. Yeah, but when you when you say thinking, I think like when I hear that, what I think is, um, it's not like it's actually it comes like down to the core of it. It's um security, right? Because you're afraid of not being mm-hmm. secure, right? Yeah. So uncertainty comes with security, and security is your main focus, right? Maybe it's you, or you have, if you have uh, children, or you know whatever again and security can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people so some per, somebody could be like really focused on i remember there was a there's an a um there's a really cool writer well okay i think he's really cool they're called spalding gray right he's a he's a he's an he's a performer and writer and he um he's he's famous for doing um monologues right and a monologue okay. is uh, where you just sit and talk or stand and talk and you just tell a story right it's pretty much storytelling and he's famous for doing these monologue movies he's he's done um monster in a box and swimming to 
Cambodia. If anyone's kind of interested in storytelling and like this, the art of storytelling and how like like how you grasp someone's attention for long periods of time, he's a fucking master. He can just tell a story really well. And I, I always liked him for that because I like being What's his name again? Spalding Gray. And what like check it out on YouTube or something? Yeah, I think it's on YouTube. He's got he's 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 dead now, um, poor fella. But he uh, so I, I got mad into him for a while, right? Um and part of I think Monster in the Box is is about him trying to uh, he bought a house, he's from New York and he bought a house north of New York, like in, in New York State. And throughout his work, and if you read about his life and stuff, he's obsessed with home, the idea of a home and his mm. house and stuff like this. And it's just really interesting, like this amazing, really interesting guy, um, successful to to not he was never like he tried to become famous famous he was in a couple of movies and stuff he he worked with like um william defoe and shit like this back in the day but he never became like world renowned he was he was never a huge name he, but he was famous for what he did so he was successful in that sense but he never um he never was okay with the idea of home and like that kind of comes back to this idea of security right that like, he was always uncertain about this type of security. This is how I took it anyway, that he's always uncertain about this security. Um, and ended up with him, uh, I won't go into it, but he had a sad ending and, and it all came down to this. Um, uh, a lot of it came down to this idea of like finding a home. I know I'm being vague, but I think people should just go check this guy out. He's very interesting. But the whole point was like this, this singular idea of security, AKA um, uncertainty, you know, if we're going to flip the two things onto one, yeah, kind of unravel someone. So it's like it's interesting. I'm my point is like, it can be uncertainty and security can be a lot of it can be anything for anybody. Uh, and I think it's what we're all just trying to find in some way. And then the other thing is to be okay with uncertainty, you'd have to feel because I'm not. I'm, I don't think it's possible to feel be okay with un, being insecure. <clears throat> Sorry, I I don't think it's okay to not. I don't think there's a person out there who, unless they're completely self-destructive, wants to not feel secure. So there's a weird flip of like, if you're okay with uncertainty, it means you're consciously feeling secure. I, you trust that you feel secure. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I also think, so there's a few things I want to talk about there, but just to answer that, um, I, I do think that if you're, to feel comfortable with uncertainty, you actually kind of have to look for it as well. Like, how can you feel comfortable with anything if you're not seeking it out or putting yourself in, in situations where being well, uncertain I, is... I, yeah, but I think a lot of people wake up one day and shit's gone crazy without any of their, um, you know, input. And then there's they're living in uncertainty, you know? Like someone losing oh, their job or, you know, something like that. Absolutely. Like, I... when With that guy's when you were speaking of that guy's story, but with home, I remember I completely went through something and, and still am. And I think we'll always go through something similar with that. Mm. Uh, with, you know, when I was younger, we had to sell uh, my parents' home. You know, they both passed away. And I remember feeling, I remember that night of uh, whatever night it was, it was like, all right, I'm no, I'm no longer uh, anchored in this place anymore because mm. My my parents are gone from it and my house is gone from it and mm. I literally can't be here anymore. So mm. I grew up in an area was in, in Dublin. It was Clontarf. Very lucky to have grown up there. We sold our we sold a home um, and then 
I, you know, from that age, I was like 23. I started living, renting and all. But for me, I always struggled a little bit because, you know, other people would always have that. Like, I remember when I was living with my mates, if they were, I don't know, particularly tired of living in, in an apartment or whatever, they'd go home and they'd say, I'm yeah. going home. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't have that yeah. home to go to. And my anchor, my like, sorry, my compass directed to to Mayo, which is where my, you know, I would have spent summers when I was younger, but mm. I just I just needed something in my head to say, where am I from? And mm. where is my home? And where can I go if everything goes tits mm. up? And mm. that's really hard. And it was a younger person, particularly. I'm like I'm 34 now. So I'm better able to deal with it. I'm more experienced and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that uncertainty <clears throat> was ridiculously hard if you think about it. Mm-hmm. And but millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That would still exist. And it exists for people all over Dublin and the world with the renting. Because I'm not going to get into the renting crisis. We don't want to talk about that. And it's also, it's particularly bad in Dublin. It is. However, it's mm-hmm. also in other big cities across Europe. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. All, all across Europe. Yeah. Um, and for people, particularly we have kids and stuff like that, and they might, their landlord decides that they have to move out and then all of a sudden they have to change the kid's school and all that. So whatever about me, I don't have any kids or anything like that. If like, if my landlord said they want to sell this house next week, then shit that's really bad news for me but at the same time at least it's just me um Mm -hmm. so there's that aspect of uncertainty which you say comes on to a person like you did i didn't choose that a lot of people don't choose that uncertainty and dealing with it is very hard and you do have to find a something i think to to help you through that like some type Mm -hmm. of walking stick or some type Mm -hmm. of support to, to help you um whether that be a person whether that be some type of spiritual or inner belief i don't know what it is but Mm. um it's it's a hard one to manage i'm i'm curious about when you you mentioned this that you're talking about like uncertainty being in topic um and i i my mind went somewhere in particular so I, I'm I'm interested to see what society will be like in the future because I think uncertainty is an interesting thing for 
our age group. What what are we Gen? What are we Gen? We're millennials, no? Millennials, yeah, yeah, okay, right, yeah, right. So the millennial group, right? Um, so eighties babies, right? Let's just put it that way. Um, I find I I think uncertainty on a grand scale is something we're facing properly now. Like I know everybody's facing uncertainty with like, you know, certain elections, certain like parties, certain events in Europe, um, you know, in climate, you know, there's so many things of uncertainty and, and things that you could be worried about or, or not like, or, or want to happen and, you know, whatever it is. But I think people of our age group and the bracket that we grew up in uh, are feeling it a little bit differently because we grew up in a really peaceful time for a lot of our lives. Now, mm. granted, there's part there's people listening to this that are probably from parts of the world that have had, you know, traumatic events and and a lot of like, you know, not everywhere was was secure for for a long period of time. But like late nineties to like the early noughties, all of that until like you know mid teens, roughly. <clears throat> I suppose there's the, the you know the economic crisis and stuff. But generally speaking, we were all pretty safe with thinking governments work. The you know the UN is a good thing. Uh, you know. People do the right thing. We're going to figure this shit out, uh, and then it, it, that all that all pretty much unravels. The idea of like, <laughs> like, like uh, having trust in establishments and institutions, and uh, like making the right choices, and like the world working as, <clears throat> you know, a particularly good group, like as as a collective. Uh, that's a bit more worrying now because we've seen what a, we felt it. We felt the security, and we felt felt it slip away as well. So I'm curious about like people who are like now becoming like early teens or like maybe even their twenties or whatever, where this is just going to be normality, where there's always a sense of like a little bit of chaos underneath everything that like institutions can go wrong. The world can stop at any moment for some reason, you know, uh, and, and is that going to be, do they have a power that we don't have? Do, do they feel like you know what, fuck it, I'm still here. I can, whatever happens in the world, I can make my, you know, my own way. Or, or are you like fucking living in terror at every moment and you're afraid to look at the news? Like, I don't know. But I know that I for, certainly feel that like, I, I, I look back with rose-tinted glasses of like my earlier years with with regards to feeling um, certain about certain uh, <laughs> uh, norm norms, social norms and things like that I expected to continue to, that I haven't. Yeah, it's I was watching a TV show the other day and a lot of like we as you say, we grew up in this kind of lovely, peaceful time and how that's kind of changed and gone gone askew recently. Mm. But like I watched a TV show or a documentary on Netflix about these people who live a really long time um, and they're called Blue Zones. So I watched the first two episodes. But first episode is based in uh Okinawa in the south of of Japan yeah which is a place that was absolutely like I think they're saying two more than 200,000 people died there in in the second world war mm. um but there the people there had this obviously the older people who are living to would have experienced that and grown up with that and incredibly difficult time in their life and very poor and but their sense of community was fantastic. And they had this mm. real positive outlook, which was, I think they had this outlook on, which is maybe kind of the opposite to us. We grew up in this kind of good time. Now it's kind of going 
I don't want to say it's going shit, but there, there, as you say, there's things that are not so good in the world at the moment. And we're entering this difficult time. And we almost don't know how to deal with it. Whereas they were, they would have grown up in a really hard time. And then when it got good, I think they just really appreciated it. You know, that kind yeah. of, yeah. they were like, you got to laugh every day. You got to spend time with your family and friends every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a part of what we're missing is we're so focused on like success and career and all this bullshit stuff. And I think there's a real lack of, of community and spending time with others. I think I see that within Ireland. When I go to, to places like in, in Spain, I, I see them a bit more kind of, they spend more time with their family and friends, I think, than, than we do here, or, or at least they, mm. they seem to prioritize that a little bit more. Mm. But that helps with dealing things with like uncertainty. I think having people around you realizing that you're not, this, this thing is not your battle to, to fight alone, you know? Mm. Um, But then again, also that this whole social media thing is speaking of younger people. If you want, you could be reading terrible news all the time. And I think that is really, that's different now. Mm -hmm. Whereas Mm -hmm. before in the past, you had your own, your own shit in your own life and then maybe your your sisters as well but then it didn't really go too much more beyond that and it, and if you wanted to watch the news at six o'clock on the television then you watched it but you didn't have to watch it mm-hmm. um whereas now you'll be getting notifications on your phone like there'll be stuff coming up on twitter or instagram or whatever you're looking at yeah and some people go deep into that i think Mm-hmm. And they'll almost lose themselves in that. And they can kind of come out and they can say, we are all absolutely fucked. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And mm-hmm. you, you can't disagree with them because they're spending so much time in everything that's fucked. But yeah. you kind of have to learn to focus on what you can control, right? What What is... Like, oh, yeah, it's really, really shitty. Terrible news. It breaks my heart that there's been another fucking oil spill in some ocean that's killing thousands of, you know, animals and wildlife and all the rest of it. Mm. But is it, is it benefit? It's not, not beneficial, but is it, how is that going to, how am I going to let that affect my day? Does yeah, it yeah, affect yeah. my relationships? <clears throat> Does it affect my work? Does mm. it affect, you know, my motivation to do anything? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a hard one. Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. I know what you mean that like there's. I think I think there's a balance to it. I think there's a balance. I I think when you're young, fuck it. I, I like Jesus Christ, keep your head down and just get through it. For a lot of for a lot of people, it, being young is tough enough. I think we forget how fucking all consuming our young lives were at the time. It was just like yeah. every day was the most dramatic. I'm not talking about the internet. I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about school. (laughs) Like interacting with people you knew. It was just like the most dramatic fucking thing ever. And then Jesus Christ, you're like a war in Africa. Wait till I tell you what John said during lunch. You know, it was, (laughs) it was like, I I think we, we like just head down and just keep, get through, get through your teens um, but yeah, I, I, I know what you mean with regards to community and, and solidarity and, um, and leaning on people and being aware that there are, there are others with you, but, but there is, there is this kind of like, 
idea of like <clears throat> uh you we are still on the, on the macro scale we are still part of this whole thing right you know what i mean like it's it, it like these terrible events might not affect us directly in our day-to-day -day life uh, and that i my i mean that's the main reason a lot of shit continues to happen is because if it did affect us in our day-to-day -day life we'd see a lot of shit stop but because mm. we can still go down to the shops and go do what we want shit continues the way it was you know um mm. but uh there is still this awareness of like whether you whether you're, you're you're watching at home or you're standing next to it you're still part of the events that are happening in the world because it's it's our our planet our society our civilization that's that's you know it's happening to um now i'm not saying you need to panic or worry or be upset about it i'm just saying i think we need to take a little bit of um take a little bit out with us as well you know that like we we are you know, seven, what is it? Seven degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon. I mean, we're, we're only seven degrees away from <laughs> all of it, you know? Yeah. But I guess what we've spoken about, we have enough reason to be uncertain. How do we actually deal with that though? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. From, yeah. from my own personal point of view over the last year, um, I'm not saying I did it very well, but, and this is where it comes back to a little bit of faith. And I, I wouldn't describe myself as a as a like a religious person in the sense that I'm not really I'm definitely not a believer in a like a biblical god or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. although like I as an adult I I have tried to read that stuff because you know I I from the point of view I like all right I want to detach it from all of the kind of shit that I grew up with which was mm. you know go having to go to mass and listen to I'm just going to call it absolute idiots. Um, and then also just, you know, with school and kind of being forced through it all, all the rest of it, right? Detach mm. all of that and just try and look at it going, do I want to go through this life re not reading what was, has been the most popular book of all time? Like, mm. this is like Harry Potter on absolute <laughs> steroids you know that's the popularity of this book and we're talking about books that is like it's in thousands and thousands you know it's just it boom. is um <clears throat> boom like whoever like this is the jeff bezos of books um <laughs> jesus christ i love that's a good thing yeah yeah so i have tried but struggled to get through it and didn't really connect with it and yes i think there might be valuable stories in it but there's also so much random and on for i would say stuff that i just don't get right and doesn't resonate with me at all um so i'm definitely not but i have i found that over the last year i've had to have a certain faith in something okay because if i can't find the answer to whatever my problem is in a particular time you have to just go out ah, it'll be grand it'll be fine and that could be even something as small as i'm stuck in traffic <laughs> and i think i'm going to be late for my flight um, what do you do do you just go home do you give up you say i we're fucked or do you go i'm sure it'll be okay mm -hmm. or do you panic your whole way there and destroy mm -hmm. your whole experience of everything mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a choice for me so i've tried i've mostly just panicked my whole way through it yeah 
<laughs> but I've tried my absolute best. And if it if we can call it a muscle of trying to say, ah, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then, yeah. Yeah. That's kind I, of... Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I like um, with regards to the panicking thing. I, I, I tried to do that, like being there. I think being self-aware through times of uncertainty are good, right? To a point of like, check in on yourself, check in how you feel right now, check in what is your actual want? How, what are you willing to go do to get to that? So let's say the uncertainty is financial or something like this, right? Like Because that's what we're talking about, like with work and stuff like that. Or, But I suppose it's, it's interchangeable. You can be like, if you're uncertainty, like just keep checking in on yourself whether if the uncertainty is semi like if there's if you're okay with the uncertainty because at the end of the uncertainty there's something you want like say you you're talking about like <clears throat> being uncertain about the the having this um uh, project or come true uh like there comes a point where you like you were probably continually checking in on yourself being like oh i'm pretty uncertain about this but am i okay with it yes i'm still okay with it am i always uncertain i'm uncertain but am i okay with it yes i am and then there, there's going to be a day where you're like, actually, not, no, I'm not. So I'm going to change something. I'm going to do something mm. different now. Like you're, like you're sitting. So let's just say, let's we're all sitting on a in a in traffic, and we're all going to the airport. And we're not sure, and just keep honestly checking without getting panic, without getting angry, whether you're like you know, okay with sitting in traffic. You know, and that's for for everything we're doing. Like so, like if you're uncertain about uh, a job or 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 where you're living or your friendship or your relationship, like just try and be honest with yourself and check in and and but but the thing is, you got to be brutally honest with yourself to be to really start making changes. Like I I I find myself making it. I'm I I think I'm progressing because I keep doing something and then being upset that I do it, but catching myself before it goes too far. Like I like getting angry at something and I've gotten mm. angry and I'm making, I've done something that I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't gotten angry at this simple thing, but at least I'm aware that I'm angry. Like that I've got to a point where I'm not happy with something and being like, all right, stop that, pull that, pull back, you know, like mm. don't, don't go too far or, or don't lose yourself into just the emotion of feeling uncertain or, you know, I'm, I'm flipping, I'm flipping different things onto the word un uncertain because the bo bottom line is, how do you deal with uncertainty? So whatever trigger you get from uncertainty, be aware that that's what's happening. Like you're angry or you're upset or you're scared or something like this. Just check in on that. Why is that happening? And mm. if you really want, if you're really like, if you can't handle that, not in the sense of can't handle, but logically, if you're like, you know what? I've actually given as much as I can to this uncertainty. I need to change something to get rid of this uncertainty. You know? Yeah. Like, so like, like to go to extremes of you, and please forgive me if I'm using you, your personal story too, too much for this, but say if you That's were right. going through this difficult time where you're talking about like finding home and pointing compass home, like we, like the end solution for you to really kind of like anchor yourself would probably like go move to Mayo, right? Go live somewhere yeah. in Mayo for a bit. But you know what I mean? Like if you were really like living in Spain as you did or something like that, and you weren't doing well, in yourself for some reason like probably the, the solution would have been if you were gut if you honestly had a gut feeling of mayo go live somewhere close to where your hometown was in mayo like where your family was from in mayo do you know what i mean like that's an extreme point 
But mm. that's an example of like, all right, how do I get rid of this feed? And you know what the fucking thing is? You move to Mayo and you're going to have some other issue because it, it's we're on a fucking thread, treadmill in life. Every step is another yeah. fucking thing to another insecurity or in, like like uncertainty. But at least you take the steps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, and I think for, for me, I've had to to maybe redefine the the redefine the the concept of home you know and maybe it doesn't have to be so, like rooted in a place mm-hmm. if that makes sense like maybe yeah yeah at, at the end of the day i think what you're trying what you're actually saying there with everything like if i'm sitting in a car with traffic and identifying if i'm angry or if i'm scared all of this shit is just internal feelings and mm-hmm. like a home literally is just a load of bricks <laughs> uh, in, in a specific in a specific yeah. place like that's if yeah. you're breaking it down logically that's what it is yeah yeah um yeah 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 i understand i know what you mean i know what you mean um but yeah i i think like uncertainty is is all part of it it's all part of the human experience right yeah for the next for the next um month I'm going to, it's not going to be the singular topic of conversations that we have with people on the podcast, but I'm, I'm going to bring it up and I'm going to see how people interact with it, how people deal with it, see if we can learn a little bit from them. Cause I'm always interested in learning how other people deal with this stuff. Um, yeah. cause I think you, you should always be open and I'm definitely always open to learning from other people and seeing what, seeing how they get through. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. it's been, an, it's been an interesting chat on. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So anyway, when are, when are we getting back to reggaeton? <laughs> Let's get to the hard and hidden questions. <laughs> uh, brilliant. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Boom. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to (laughs) pretend that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.